Uh, what a fucking game, man. <laughs> that was so bad. They didn't do nothing. They didn't do <laughs> shit. I'm sitting there. I'm like, the first the first drive on offense was the only time they ran the ball. It was the only time they rolled fields out. And then they didn't do it the rest of the game. And at one point, I don't know if you saw the screen. Somebody screenshotted it. Um, I think in the fourth quarter when they were on that drive, like he hadn't attempted a pass in like 40 minutes. I didn't see that, but I know that there were next to no pass attempts. Like, I think 11 total. Yeah, I'm, pull, I'm pulling it up right now, actually. Yeah, it, it was not. It was. And then I guess some guy who was at the game was sitting behind the Bears bench. And again, this could be circumstance. This could just be a guy saying stuff. But he said DJ Moore was telling like Getz, he's like, you need to open the shit up. And like, uh, if that's true, <laughs> that doesn't look good. No. no, but I mean, we've been saying that shit for weeks. So what's the fucking difference? What's the difference that if it's today, you know, right. he's just not. It, it's sixteen pass attempts, twelve touch. Like, there's like, all right, here we're gonna start this in a minute. Give me, I'm gonna take a sip. It is the Nico and Chris Bears postgame wrap-up show featuring Nico and Chris. I'm Nico. And I'm Chris, and your Chicago Bears let the Packers into the playoffs. Final score, 17-9. Nico, what a lackluster performance. It's just such a shame because for a whole week, all the players have talked about is wanting to get this game. And it just seems like the coaches were like, yeah, it's okay. Either way, we're just still playing a game. And it seemed like that's the way they played. The defense played kind of, and I know I, I gave the defense a little credit, but I mean, look at this final stat line 27 to 32 for 316 yards for Jordan Love. He owned them. There were so many wide open pass plays that he just torched them on. They had no answer for. Like, sorry. Right. It, 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 it feels like management was like, hey, we have the number one pick and we have two first round picks. We don't have to care about this game. Right, and if you heard Ryan Poles before the game, he was like, he didn't give like a vote of confidence to Matt Eberflus, but he's like, well, when you come back from starting 0-4 and this and that, you know, you got to look at those factors, and it's like, I'm really, really scared that this guy's going to be the coach for another year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Flus is I'm coming like, back. I get, I get this really weird feeling that like, not only are we keeping him, we're extending him, he's getting his own bathroom. Like, you know what I mean? No more pissing with everybody else. I hate it. So goddamn much, but he's coming back. And then you like look at you look at the Bears. It's like sixteen passes for Justin Fields. I think he had eight rushes. Khalil Herbert only had twelve carries. And it's like if this if the stats are to be believed, the 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 Packers defense is like thirtieth in the league in stopping the run. And they just did not give. They just did not stick with the, the running the ball. Like, at all. They just refuse to. I, I just don't see how, like, I really hope there's smarter people than us watching this game and, like, holy shit. Like, you know, what the hell. But that it's such uh, it, it's such a hard thing to ask for to be, like, you know, how do you do so well the last three, four weeks? And then you come against the Packers, and all of a sudden you play conservative again. And on both sides of the ball. Like, you know, it's not just it's not just offense. It's, you know. You know, to me, it's like there was the, no the defense was very soft. They gave him some very big plays at very yeah. crucial times. Watching the game and um, watching the game at your brother's in law's house, it was like we were just sitting there, just kind of like, is something going to happen? Like, it just that's how it felt the whole game. Like, something has to happen, right? And it just never felt that. It never felt like they ever got anything ready to go. Like, it was all going to be just. You know, like I said, the first drive where they had where they're running the ball and they had, you know, fields running out of the pocket and throwing, you know, out of the pocket and stuff like that and doing some play action stuff. It did pretty well. You know, then, he's doing his best, giving 110 percent. Right. And then, like, it was pretty decent. But then, you know, they only scored three, which is fine on that on that dink uh, by by. 
uh, Cairo Santos, the first field goal he hit. It's uh, by the way, this is the uh, what is it? It's the fifth year anniversary. Yesterday was of the uh, Cody Parkey <laughs> double doink. It's a double doink. Yeah, but it, is it fine? Is it fine that the only points that the offense put up were three field goals from Cairo Santos? Oh, oh no, not at all. No, that's not fine. At all. I don't think it is. No, absolutely. No, because look, I'm looking at the offensive stats. It's 16. Oh, they're offensive. You're looking at some offensive stats. Hi, oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like 16, 16 uh, throws for fields, another 17 rush attempts for the uh, for the running backs. I mean, really nothing, you know, nothing that really stands out. And it's just, it, it's so shitty because, like, I just don't know what whose fault it is. I know a lot of people are going to blame Field because you know he didn't get anything done, which he didn't. He didn't have a great game. He he had a he couldn't have had a worser game unless he threw a bunch of picks. You know what I mean? He didn't fumble the ball. Jordan Love did, and yet they couldn't capitalize. You know, it's like here we are again. It's it started it started over. Like you know, we're just. And why does it have to be this fucking team? Why does it have to be the Packers? Right. That that they just pull up the lamest. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wish I had a better answer than I don't know, but is there a possibility that they were playing soft, hoping to get the number 10 pick in the first round? Well, they've got the number nine pick now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I'm not saying that they wouldn't, but I don't know, man. Okay, it, it if they would have won, it could have slipped to 15 or, you know, maybe even a little lower. But I think with a win, maybe, yeah. But I, I just, you know, I don't know. I didn't see – I mean, the fire from the defense, you know, they, they were playing hard. But then, you know, they were getting barely any pressure on on uh, – what's his name? On Jordan Love. Uh, you know, when he – and he was just shredding them apart. I mean, I just – I don't know what they were trying to prove. They, they didn't stretch the field at all on offense. They didn't do anything to try to create any kind of dynamics or separation. Meanwhile, Jordan loves eating apart the bears defense. And it's like, and everyone's like, see, see how bad fields is. And it's like, I just refuse to believe that he's that bad. You know what I mean? I'm 100% with you. And the, the, speaking of what you're saying about Jordan love, he only had two touchdowns. So, I mean, you know, the final score is 17 to 9. But it's the two uh, that matter. Yeah, it's the two that won the game. And, I mean, that's right. not – the way he played is not going to get them where they want to be in the playoffs. So, Maybe. the factors are – they're going to be a non-factor. Like, yeah, but, I mean, look at the, look at Aaron Jones had 111 yards rushing on 22 carries, but they stuck with their right. running game. Yeah. That's the difference. The play calling was enough to beat the Bears today, right. and that's what got our, them in. No, I know. Our offensive coordinator played safe. He played in front. He played all this check down shit and screens, and then there was that play where they called – where they ran the ball to – where they ran the, the timer to the two-minute warning. Then they came back from commercial, and they got smoked. And it's like – They lined up the same play, and we had that complaint a few weeks ago. Right. It's like, what are you doing in all that time? Are you just keeping the same personnel out? Are you not changing it up? Are you not thinking of anything else? And then on what third and twenty-two, they threw a screen later in the game, and it's like, you know, this is who he, this is who gets he is. He either doesn't trust Fields or he doesn't trust anybody else, and or he just doesn't have that kind of football mind, right? And then our offensive line kept getting destroyed all game, too. I mean, Tevin Jenkins had probably his worst game as a Bear. It seemed like every sack that Fields got hit on, it was Tevin Jenkins who let it go. Like, he got, he was like a revolving door today. And because they lost Lucas Patrick before the game, Jalen Johnson didn't start. You know, it's like, I don't know, man. It just seemed like all the factors, all the stuff that made everything work the last month and a half was just taken away from him before today's game. You know what I mean? And it still came down to one score. I know. I, yeah. And now you just kind of sit here and 
you know, like we were, we're just going to sit here and wonder like, well, what's, what's the plan now? What, what, where do they go forward? And I don't know, you know, it's, let's see. All right. That's, that's maybe a more interesting conversation to have than the game today because God, what a no, boring but- fucking game. It was I think point. only the Bucks game today <laughs> was more uninteresting. Oh God, what was that nine to nothing, right? Yeah, against the Panthers. I kind of gave up on that. Um, you know, I was watching the Nooner games. I kind of gave up on that that Saints Falcons game pretty quickly because I was like, "Yeah, this thing's gonna be a snoozer." And I walked away from it and it came back, and it's like it was thirty to seventeen all of a sudden. <laughs> You got the uh, the Falcons coach cussing out the Saints coach for no reason. Uh, it's because they ran for a touchdown late in the game to make it 41-17. Well, hey, defend the touchdown. And that's what I say. This is the NFL. You defend the touchdown. Because it was like literally last minute of the game. You know what I mean? And You, you um, can't just not score. You got to call a play. I mean. Yeah, and Jameis Winston, because he was running, he was basically running the. the or as my dad up. says, Winston Jameson. Winston Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was gotta have some laughs on the show, man. Come on. Yeah, for sure. He was saying at the end of the game, he's just like, "Hey, he's like, he's like that was the player's choice to 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 give the ball. I think to the running back to get him his touchdown." Um. So he's like, he's like, he's like, I got no disrespect for the Falcons. He's like, but we just saw the touchdown opportunity and we took it. That's pretty much it. So, um, yeah, it was a really boring game. It was. A, I got some was, disrespect for the Falcons. <laughs> Forty-eight seventeen. I take that back. That's it's Killer Mike's hometown, and man, do they oh. suck balls in Chicago. Not performance-wise, but for, for doing what they did in every other city on that tour and then just giving Chicago nothing. Come on, Killer Mike. Mike, I know you're listening. Make it up to us. Yeah, I know, really. They, they, they just kind of they just kind of like, hey, Chicago, thanks for having us for four days. See you next time. It's like, God damn it. I remember. I, yeah. I next remember. week, we can Zach LaRocha and DJ Shadow out. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was good to see you guys. I remember um, who was. I remember when I saw them um, in 2014 uh, play at the Metro in Chicago, and it was just like they were so energetic and like crazy and wild, and and then it's just like, hey, we're rich now; we don't have to do that anymore. It's like, god dang it! <laughs> I, I told you uh, when I saw them at the United Center, like they, they were really good at Alpine Valley when we saw them open for Rage. But then that first night at the UC, they spotted a, a like a little pocket of Run the Jewels fans, and pretty much the whole show was just for those like forty people. Yeah, it was to the left of me, and they they were focused on them. They were pointing at them. They kept doing poses for them. Oh, it was bad. And that was only like what, like three days after we saw them in Wisconsin. Two days. We saw yeah, them that Saturday days. night, and then Monday was was the oh, next that's show. Right. All right. Yeah, so back to the Bears, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> so starting, I mean, now, starting now, really, um, because I think this, I think the Dolphins and the Bills are really only playing for who wins the division now because I think the Bills are in the playoffs. So yeah. maybe the Dolphins are trying to win, um, which seven to 7-7 going to the half with a minute to go. Um, there's a lot of questions. Uh, obviously, will Justin Fields be back? But will Matt Eberflus be back? Will Getzy be back? Um, if Getzy's back, do you keep Fields? Because that seems to be like you'd rather just stick with continuity than start with the new offensive coordinator. If you let Fields go, then do you let go of Eberflus and Getzy? Uh, and then what do you do with that number one pick? And, and you know, we, we saw Ryan Poles' move last year, and he might do it again. He probably will do it again. You know, he doesn't have to do he doesn't have to do like he did last year. Last year he traded up to number nine, traded back to number nine. Now, like there's some people like if the top two guys are Caleb Williams and Drake May, you know, there's a couple teams that are right there who might trade up one spot to get that guy. You know, I say take that move, let them take the quarterback, keep fields, get Harrison Jr. Yeah, that's. I mean, that seems to be the move. I think. 
I think you trade back. I think look, because look, regardless of how they end of the season and they end the season seven and ten, you know, they're still they need another edge rusher to help with Montez Sweat. They need a three a real three technique, a true three technique. Um they're probably gonna draft another cornerback. I don't know. They might re-sign Jalen Johnson, but not if he's gonna want like 20 mil a year, they're not. <laughs> There's just no way. Um they're gonna need a new safety because Eddie Jackson's a free free agent. They need a center. They might draft a center, but they still need someone to play center. And I still think they need a left tackle. Um, even though Braxton Jones probably didn't have his worst game, but they might even need another offensive lineman because you know you never know. Tevin Jenkins. I, I mean, Braxton Jones had a horrendous season, so he didn't have a great year. Yeah, no, he, just, he just Braxton Jones just smelled bad. You know, he just. I mean, at least the only thing I can take away from this game is it wasn't as putrid as the first game of the season was. You know what I mean? Right. It was but one it, score, truth be told. It was, but it was just like it just felt so uninspired, man. There just there just was so much that they could have done and they just did not get done, you know. And now they go, you know, now they go into the off season with a million, you know, a million questions and. You know, a young GM who's, you know, who doesn't necessarily need to keep the quarterback. Um, I say you keep Fields, but I also, after today, if they got rid of him, I'm not going to be surprised either because, you know, what has he done? You know, what has he really, really done? And, you know, I know the players love him, but he's really got to say, look at the guy across from him. Now, granted, he hasn't had the, con- he hasn't had the continuity that Jordan Love has had his entire career. You know, goes through Nagy, then he goes to Getze and Eberflus and all this stuff. But right, in right. His first it's, year, it's been LaFleur the whole time. It, yeah. And in his first year, he still throws for 4,000 yards. And it's just like, when is Justin going to break through that mold? You know, and, you know, is this the best that he is? Because even, even when Lamar won his first MVP, he didn't throw for 4,000 yards, but he's still almost, he still got 30 touchdowns, you know, and, uh, I just, you know, what do we, you know, what do you still wait on him? Are you just waiting for him to get better? Well, here's the thing: is if you get rid of Fields, you got to get rid of Eberflus too, because you have to start somebody fresh. That's been and the I'm problem with this that. team: is that everybody is always there's always an intermediate situation going on where no. it's this coach's third year, but it's this quarterback's first year. Right, it's this no, quarterback's I, 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 third year, but it's his yeah. coach's first year. It, it just it keeps going like this. No, and I agree. No, 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 those are great points because that is usually what happens to the Bears is that, you know, oh, it's Justin Fields' second year, but it's Matt Eberflus's first year as the head coach. And then it's like, you know, and here's Justin's chance to learn a new offense and this and that. Yeah, look – I agree. If they decide to get rid of Fields, I think you got to fire Eberflus, and it, I'm fine with that. But now you're on your second coach, and only and not even three seasons, and that's where you know you kind of wonder, like, is it worth taking the risk of firing a coach? And like, because then you got to hit on the coach now. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to hit on the head coach, and then hit on whoever the quarterback's going to be. And even if you wait a year, let's say you draft a kid, and then you let him sit for a year. You do the the KC thing, you know. I think it's not a bad idea because I think the defense still needs more work. It's a decent defense, but like I said, I, I just mentioned all the stuff they need. You know, right. they need a lot. They and then on top lot. of that, who's available? Right, who's available? I mean, supposedly it's a good year for safeties in the draft. I mean, you hear those things. I don't know. Oh, I meant coach wise, like. Well, you've talked about the enemy. That's if he declares the himself for sure. I know the offensive coordinator for the, the Texans. His name has kind of come up a bit. The uh, the coordinator for the Lions, Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator. His name has been brought up a bit. Um, let's see who's the top. Who's tops in the league? I mean, you have to assume someone from the Cowboys. Their name's going to come up. I mean, they're a top team. Um, the Ravens, Todd Munkin, their offensive coordinator, he's probably going to get a couple of, uh, interviews. Um, it is weird. Cause I haven't heard a lot of names on the firing block. Usually you know, that's the, uh, 
the, the Nico and Chris Bears postgame wrap-up show feature. Nico and Chris, offensive coordinator, Nico Sergakis. He's he's going to be <laughs> in the mix there. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, um, George, if you're listening, if you want to talk to somebody, he's got the mic savvy. You know this. <laughs> Seven seasons is OC for the NFC Bears cast. Yeah, it's just, I mean, next year, you know, next year you're – your top player is uh, is Eddie still signed to the team for issue? No, it's got to be a club option. There's no way. Who's that? Eddie Jackson. I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at Spot Rack, which like keeps uh. Oh, he does. He can play next year. He is gonna play next year for the Bears. Huh? There's really. I thought that was gonna be uh. I thought he's gonna be gone. I guess not. I guess. Well, either way, they could probably still cut him and only. Let's see if they cut him, it would only cost five million in dead cap, which is probably what they will do. They'll cut him because it only costs five million dollars. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, I like I said, for me, Bianami is the number one guy. I think you know the the stuff he did with Sam Howell in Washington, with. You know, that kid's a nobody. And then, I mean, I don't mean that in a mean way. He's just a guy who was drafted in the fifth round that nobody had, you know, that nobody talked about. Um, I know that's asking a lot, but, uh, you know, who who else is there? I mean, maybe the... Um... Uh, allegedly, Rivera's getting fired tomorrow. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean... They have a new ownership now, and they're not really, you know, the thing with um, the thing with Rivera is when he got hired by Dan Snyder, he basically let him run the team, and so, you know, yeah, it's just it's one of those, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's it's, it's a thing that is one of those. <laughs> but do we uh is he a potential OC here in Chicago, do you think? Because I'm of mind that they're gonna keep Eberflus. I look, if it's something of if it's something of the sort that he can't get hired as head coach, then yeah, why wouldn't you? Because I mean he's probably gonna get let go along with Ron Rivera. And unless the Washington uh commanders really like Eric Bianami. I don't see why he wouldn't be an offensive coordinator, um, uh, you know, candidate. Why not? You know, what would be the harm in that? As I mean, there's no rule that states that he's got to be a head coach all of a sudden. Um, so that's just uh, that's that's very possible. I think it, it's just, you know, you haven't heard as many hot names. Like I said, the Lions coach is the only one I keep hearing over and over, Ben Johnson. And that's because of what he's gotten out of uh, Jared Goff and, you know, David Montgomery and, you know, all these guys. But, shit, did you watch that game? They lost all their wide receivers. That offense is going to look like shit next week. Detroit? Uh-huh. Well, the, uh, the tight end got hurt, too. Tight end got hurt. Steve Prefontaine got hurt. And then Khalif, wasn't it Khalif Raymond? He got hurt late in the game. Yep. It's like... Okay, so you're just going to have Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery the whole game now, right? So that's going to be, you know, T.J. Watt got hurt. Your your brother-in-law was telling me. Um, brand sheets. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh's in the fucking playoffs. God damn it. Ugh. Yeah, it's just, it just, like I said, it just sucks. It just sucks watching this happen again, and it's like, oh, yeah, here we go. You know, it's just... Uh, yeah, I mean, offensive coordinator help. Yeah, probably Eric Bieniemy. Uh, you know, unless Mike McDaniel wants to take a step down and become our offensive coordinator, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think so. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I was, if Mike McDaniel just was like, "Hey, I'd like to coach the Bears instead of the Dolphins," they should sell the fucking Buick. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Kevin Warren's um, influences on this choice because, 
you know, is he going to be quick to fire or is he going to let everything go for another year? That, you know, that's, you know, that's the million dollar question right now. It's, you know, who, who, in the end of the day, whose choice is it? Because, right. Like, you're going to point said, fingers back. You're on thin ice, pal. Right. And like George said, you, you better know, watch how you talk the in these hallowed halls. <laughs> like George said, Kevin, Kevin is the final football voice. He's the one that makes the, makes the harsh decisions. So it's not going to be George. It's not going to be, you know, Ted or anybody. It's, it's going to be Kevin Warren. So I wonder what I got one more. You keep sure. up plays like this next season. You better hope you can get see a new job, Luke. <laughs> Lamau. <laughs> yeah. I wonder who the uh the, the Packers offensive coordinator is. They're probably gonna look at that guy for a job. You know, and then Getsy will go back to Green Bay. <laughs> Gosh, who else is there? Probably the uh I mean oh, whatever fucking place he was calling, he got Jordan Love to a four thousand yard season. So well, it's LaFleur who calls the plays, but yeah, there is an offensive coordinator who makes everything. He was frustrated, man, LaFleur. I never seen him that. Bad. I saw him throw the headset at halftime. Yelled shit. Yeah, because because they got that, that, that heads up play on Tyreek Stevenson to keep the clock going, dude. Yeah, can we? Yeah, let's talk about Tyreek Stevenson. He does that play at the end of halftime, right, to stop their momentum. Pay him one hundred million billion dollars. He caused the fumble on Jordan Love, which was the turnover the Bears didn't do anything with, but he caused it. The guy is already going to be a – I mean, he was like the worst – one of the worst-rated cornerbacks to begin the year because they just kept throwing the ball, and he just was like – he was a rookie, you know? Right. And all of a sudden, last week he won Defensive Player of the Week, the NFC Defensive Player of the Week, and he's making star plays already. Like, holy shit, dude. They found a gem in the second round. I mean, he's been their breakout player. He has to be. Yeah, you have to. You have to say he's their rookie of the year on defense, at least. You know. And, you know, one of the cornerstone pieces of this defense going forward, I think, at least for the next three to four seasons. He just he's been they, incredible. If they, I mean, if they get rid of, if they lose Jalen Johnson, which I mean, they could franchise tag him, but if he was to not come back. I mean, you you kind of kind of feel a little bit comfortable knowing that Tyreek Stevenson is the cornerback, the starting cornerback now. You know what I mean? I I mean, where would he play? He played it. Oh yeah, he played for Miami. That's right, Miami, Florida. Yeah. So I mean, I think you got to give him a lot of credit. You know, so he for sure does cocaine. So I mean. <laughs> He's at least smelled it. That's for sure. Yeah, you know he knows about adrenaline rushes. <laughs> he, he definitely has. <laughs> uh, it's too funny. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Tyreek Stevenson, way to ball out, player. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything left. The game sucked. It sucked to watch. Uh, it did. I mean, it's, it's it, even the defense showed up kind of flat. They had some flashy plays here and there, but the defense has carried this team in the latter half of the season. Like they are the reason the Bears finished seven and ten. Oh yeah, I agree. instead of what we predicted at one point, which was four and thirteen. Well, you know, it's like we talked about this last year, and that, and, and my thing was just, you know, if you're gonna come. If you're going to come back next year, you know, this season, and you're going to play the whole, you know, we're going to only win five games, well, then, you know, there's no business for you to be here anymore. Right. And I mean, seven's fine. I think I, I think I was, somebody asked me what I thought the number was going to be. And I ended up saying like seven or eight, seven to nine wins. So they won seven, but there's still a lot of, I don't know. And then, like, that's another question, too. Like, if you do keep Evers loose, he's got to pick a defensive coordinator. I don't think he can be allowed to just call the plays and be the head coach. He's got to do one or the other. And I think he needs to go back to being the head coach full time. Yeah. You know, who's, who's your defensive coordinator? Now, you could hire from within for sure. Um, but I know John Hoke, who the uh, is the, um, 
is the Bears secondary coach. He's called defensive plays before, I believe, in the NFL and in college. But yeah, I, I don't think Eberflus should be running the defense anymore. I think that's for sure. Um, no, they they had a very bizarre and very tabloid or tabloid esque season with the, the whole Allen Williams thing. So, well, you know, it does help when guys like uh, when jackasses like Pat McAfee claim that that's what happened. You know, oh, they got and... Fuck Pat McAfee. <laughs> well, I know, but that's my point. Like, you know. It's like when jackasses like him say that he got raided and then like he's got no proof of it and then like he just blows it off like it never happened. And, you know, and that's the thing. That's why he can have Aaron Rodgers go on there and talk about Jimmy Kimmel being on the Epstein list. Pat McAfee should be doing shows online and getting sued for hundreds of millions of dollars like Alex Jones does. He should not be getting paid $17 million a year to be on ESPN. Not to get too much off subject, but fucking Pat McAfee is, he's the goddamn worst. Ugh, fuck that guy. (laughs) I'm not a fan. It's so surprising how many people are. And it's like, it's just like, you know, and it's the, it's the Cartman South Park thing, you know, a a family guy thing all over again. It's like, well, I mean, it's pretty funny. You wouldn't like it. It's like, dude, it's not the same. It's like people who don't like you and I both are not fans of Barstool either. And it's like, well, you like dead. You like Deadspin back when it was, I was like, no, Deadspin was hilarious while also being smart, actual sport reporting. Right. It was was, informed. Yeah, it was incredible. And they were right. They were breaking shit months. They broke the Aaron Rodgers thing six months before it broke in the NFL. They call that shit in July. I remember that. And everyone's like, don't mm-hmm. listen to Deadspin. They're a third-rate tabloid thing. And then, like, six months later, ESPN's like, yeah, we just heard that this happened over the summer. It's like, dude, Deadspin called that shit almost a half a year ago. Back when it was good. Now it's, you know, now it's a shell of its former self. But, but yeah, like, just because Deadspin makes fart jokes and stuff doesn't mean that they weren't an informed news source. And a really great one for a long, a sustained time. You know what I mean? Right. It was, yeah. Like, that's why I like Deadspin. Right. Until like, so the Gawker yeah. Network collapsed. Yep. They just had to keep up that Hulk Hogan sex tape, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they just couldn't let it go. Like, that, no, yeah, no, that, no. that thing that we were all clamoring to watch. Yeah. The Hulk thing Hogan's weird watch. butt cheeks thrusting. <laughs> was it uh, Bubba the Love Sponge? The shock jock yeah, who was, was filming that? It was his wife. Yeah, they had the, the hidden camera in the room, and he was, yeah, he would like have his wife bang dudes all the time. Smart man. Yeah, great, great stuff. Great stuff. He's a he's a cool dude. <laughs> As the kids yeah, we, would say. We have some of our greatest fears about to be realized in this draft. I'm really, really concerned that the Bears are going to go after a quarterback with that first pick to try to go for the panache. Well, I mean, look, right now, all we can do is speculate, and and we will. A lot of, and we and that's what we will do. And last year, a lot of people thought the Bears would end up taking a, a quarterback. Right up until the point where Ryan Pohl said he's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "No, the the first pick is up for trade." You know, and remember, it wasn't just quarterback. It was Jalen Carter, too, the defensive lineman, you know, that everybody thought the Bears might take um, with that top pick or close to it. So and they did. And the Bears are now 11 and six and we're going to the playoffs. Woo! (laughs) It was all a dream. (laughs) Um, But I used to read Penthouse magazine. I was hoping you'd pick up on that. Um. I, I switched it. It was, you know, the, the actual lyric is word up. As you might know, but I, I switched it to the, the pornographic rag of choice. You know, I like Penthouse better than Playboy because Penthouse showed it going in. Penthouse is willing to take risk, that's for sure. Penthouse didn't mind if a girl was peeing on a floor, you know what I mean? No, they, they, they were known for it. Yeah. 
They're pretty cool about that shit. Like, gr- girls will be like, hey, can I, can I uh, you know, show you my butthole in Penthouse Magazine? They're like, yeah, sure, but can you pee on the floor? <laughs> and the short answer to that was also yes. Yes, they had standards, <laughs> criteria. And criteria, if you will. They had the riz, as the kids would call it. Yeah, Playboy was like, yeah, we're just going to put Pamela Anderson's face over your face, so whatever. Uh, just shave it into a landing strip. Let's go. Who's the? Yeah, they, all the girl. That's stuff that me and uh, me and our our buddy and Co- uh, Chris Ankoviak, who's been on the show, um, we were talking about the issue with uh, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> it's killing me that I don't remember her name now. Candace Bergen, Murphy Brown, <laughs> and she doesn't she doesn't show anything off. It's just an interview with Candace Bergen in. But she's on the cover. Yes. And it's kind of just like, well, now I kind of want to know. <laughs> uh, I remember that very well because I, you know, as a penthouse writer, it's like, oh, she's going to show that Murphy Brown. And then right. you open it and she's just like, yes, I don't like uh, Dan Quayle that much. She's like, Dan, yeah, tax reform. <laughs> she's like, yeah, Dan Quayle can't spell potato. Um, she really, she really took him down with that one. Did you guys see we had Kramer on my show? <laughs> uh, um, before we finish up, I do want to say, uh, I think we did a hell of good work this year. We're, you know, even with the circumstances, I think we had some of our best shows this year, honestly. Um, I'm gonna have to agree to, 100%. Not to toot our, not to toot our own horn, but I think we did have some good shows, like really good shows this year. Uh, I would say this is probably our most, like the last two seasons, regardless of wins and losses, have probably been our most engaged. I think we really, I think that those naggy years really, really took the fun out of watching football for a while. <laughs> they did and it sucks was that 2018 season was so good but then you know in retrospect to find out it's in spite of Matt Nagy right yeah I mean everything after just... that I think you know as, as 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 you know fans and friends we've loosened up yeah like I, I, sure. I don't think this team has the the vice grip that it used to no, I don't. No, no, I don't think so. Like when we started this show, we, we there were definitely some episodes we did where we were angry coming in. Oh yeah, I'm. Don't get me wrong. That, that that's bound to happen, you know. But I think there was. I think we we hit a lot of good. Uh, I think we just we did a lot of good fun stuff this year. Stuff that you know, I don't know. I, I just had a really good time recording, regardless of what went down. You know what I mean? Regardless of those late game losses or like those crazy wins, like against the the, the commanders or the, uh, the, the the Lions win, that Lions win was probably still like the best one of the year. Even if they beat the Packers tonight, right. I still think that Lions win was the best one of the year. It was the most compelling win. It was the most convincing win. Now, if it would have kept them out of the playoffs somehow, that would have been great. But man, they, if they beat them twice, it would have been even better. They should have been. Which they should have. Yes, they should have beaten him twice, but yeah. So, um, there's going to be more episodes later. This, I, you know, I think you know we'll be able to uh, keep an eye on. I mean, if anything happens this week, if Getsy gets fired, if Eberflus gets fired, we'll record something, even if it's a little bit. You know what I mean? Just to just to get uh, keep people up to date and informed. The people who listen to us, the people who actually search Nico and Chris. <laughs> And the people who follow us on socials at NNC Bearscast on Instagram and Twitter. Yep, and uh, yeah, they, they, they're doing the they're doing hard work as well. So, any final thoughts? Uh, you know, we'll see what you know Black Monday brings tomorrow. Um, I fully predict Iberflus is going to keep his job. Yeah, I think you might. Not. There has I, been like no rumblings about him like, being let go. Even by now, we should have heard something. Even, you know, like, oh, they haven't told him yet. Like, at least that. And the rumor is they committed to him. Romo even said it today on the broadcast. Yeah, that broadcast kind of sucks. Yeah, that was awful. Tony Romo is the worst fucking commentator of all time. He sucks. 
he had kind of a Matt Nagy rise too. His first year is like this guy's amazing, and then after that, he has been trash. <laughs> <laughs> he got that eighty million dollar contract, whatever they gave him. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm not working that hard." He took the Jay Cutler route. He's like, "You're paying me how much?" All right. <laughs> but so, he, he made a point me. before one of the commercial breaks to be like, uh, "Yeah, when we come back, I'm going to tell you how Brett Favre influenced Jordan Love." Oh, God. And then, like, 45 minutes later, he's like, yeah, you see how Brett Favre throws like this? And then Aaron Rodgers throws like this? Well, Jordan loves their quarterback now. Yeah, And that was it. (laughs) That was it. It wasn't even a breakdown. (laughs) Like, show us some clips, like, something. I I don't know if you know this, but Jay is on – Jay Cutler, that is, is on Inside the NFL, and he, like – um. He is he he's got a little bit of showmanship to him. I will give him credit. You know, it's not that the great. He's not, you know, he's not uh he's not wowing you, but at least like, you know, it's it's decent. He's very presentable as a host, as a co-host. I was very surprised to see him in that role, but it seems like he's having fun. And probably because he's not having to be at the game, so it's probably a lot easier for him too. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't feel like going to the game, but you know, I'll watch the shit. <laughs> yeah, and then he uh, he goes on his podcast, and Ugh. well, that's a yeah, that's a different story. Him and Earl Ack were just talk conspiracy theories for, for yeah, hours. that that was a very <laughs> tough listen. <laughs> I didn't listen to it. I refused to. I know what Earl Acker's going to say. You know, you know, see, see, Pat McAfee's got Aaron Rodgers on his show, and Cutler's got Earl Ecker on. Erlacher is out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> What's crazy is like all the like the kind of racial stuff Erlacher's like says, and like I think he has a hat. I mean, I'm not. I think he does have a, a black son, and because there was that girl that he had that affair with after he divorced his wife, and like she was trying to take him to the cleaners, and like they just you know, the, and then years later, I don't know if you remember this story. She ended up killing one of her boyfriends, and he Erlacher had to take full custody of his son because, like, obviously she killed the guy, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, Erlacher gets weird. Erlacher's so weird, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, Kid Rock has a black son too, so yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not much else. I mean, look, here's my final thought for the season, at least. Um, I won't say disappointed because disappointed would be I thought they were going to like do, you know, win a Super Bowl because, like I said earlier, you know, seven to nine wins was kind of my threshold. I was disappointed in the way Justin Fields played. I was hoping for like a 3,000 yard season, but who knows if he sticks around, he might get his chance to do it. Um, but Overall, the season wasn't the worst. Um, we'll see, though. We'll see what they do in the offseason because that might change a lot of that might change a lot of things. You know, the trajectory might change after that. And I think we still have like one of the best projected payrolls in the, the league. We're gonna have there's gonna be a lot of money for the Bears to spend this offseason. So, you know, send yeah, I heard uh, their their grandma sent them a check for seventy five dollars. For Christmas, she's on a strict budget, so you know you got to cash that right away. <laughs> Half of that went to Montez Sweat. <laughs> I know he he had one good play today, but God, that that defensive line got no pressure. There's like I think him and Demarcus Walker had like the two best plays, and that's it. And that's the thing; like everyone's like this offensive line can be you know you know can be you know suspect and. Their defense can't stop the run. And then, like, Getsy doesn't run the ball more than a few times. And it's like, okay, you know, we're doing this again. So, yeah. All right. Well, until until the next episode. I won't say until next season because we, we're, we are going to try to get more episodes during the offseason. Although, it will be nine months until the next game. That no, matters. So. No, we're, we're, we're thinking uh, Black Monday at some point this week. We're gonna touch base. <clears throat> Pardon that. Uh, you know, draft episode. That's for sure gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Probably maybe even two that week. Yeah, we'll do night one and then an over uh, an overhaul slash recap. Yeah, 
Uh, you know, probably before that when they trade the draft, when they trade the number one pick, because they're probably going to trade it more than likely. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, two nights. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Then like training camp and then like this and that. And maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll try to get tickets to go to a practice and do a live show right there while we're there. <laughs> oh, that would be sick. That'd be that would be fun. Right? Like, yeah. Check the old email to find out how to get back on that list. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a bunch of opportunities for us to give you more content, and uh, you can listen, and we'll all have a good time. We'll all watch the Bears and love them, and, you know, hopefully not pull our hair out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And for that, that was the Nico and Chris Bears postgame wrap-up podcast show featuring Nico and Chris. That was Nico. That was Chris. Make sure to follow the show at NNC Bearscast on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure to listen to the show wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Nico and Chris. It's the first one. You can't miss it. There's nobody else. You're lying if you said you can't find it. This is it. It's it. It's the only one. Uh, postseason's coming up. Fuck the Lions. Fuck the Pack. Packers. Fuck the Vikings, too. Fuck them. Are they in they're somehow? Gonna... They're not, but just fuck them anyway. Yeah, fuck them. I think yeah, they finished they, just as bad as we did, right? Seven and ten. I think so. Yeah, they 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 started off slow anyway. So they're but then they started hitting it. They started getting some wins, and then that's when Cousins tore his Achilles, and that was it. That was the end of it for him. So, and then you know the Josh Jobs thing was a huge story for like a week and a half. Well, I mean, and then Nick Loading was like, "No, we got Will Levis. Fuck you." <laughs> It did kind of fall apart on him pretty quick. Yeah. Um, that's uh, it's funny because like, you know, there's a good chance that um, the, the the Falcons coach Arthur, Arthur Smith could get fired. And he was an offensive coordinator before with the Titans. And I was like, oh, yeah, he was. And I looked at it and everyone's like, yeah, he was he had a great year that year. And I was like, how hard is it to tell Derrick Henry to run the ball? Like, how hard is it to be like, Derrick, you're going to just run the ball. You're, you're our like, best okay. player. Do yeah, do the thing. How are you a genius? How are you a genius offensive coordinator by giving your best player the fucking ball? I don't know. So, anyways, all right. He's like, uh, I look like the best friend from the Burbs. Boo. He does. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He's got a weird look to him. His dad is like the CEO of fucking FedEx. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think it's something like that. He's like either he's a CEO or he's like a board member or something, but he's like a big wig down at the FedEx factory. So, so yeah, he guys, Arthur Smith is the reason your packages don't get to your house in a timely fashion. <laughs> because just like his son, his father doesn't know how to route the goddamn deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, More like the how do you, Atlanta. Got him. I could have also went with the foul pants, but that's a bit more of a stretch. I'm sure that's been used before too. I think Cantland is more, more, the more Can't better. Is better. It's a gooder joke. It's it's the best. All right, Chris, bear down. Nico, bear down. Cantlanta. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. That was good. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, that game was so bad, dude. Yeah, it was not. I just kept sitting. Like I said, I I said earlier, I was like, just kept sitting there. I'm like, something's got to happen. Please let something happen. (laughs) But just, nah, didn't happen. You know, not surprised. I honestly, like, when I was texting you guys, I was like, I'm trying to find things to get upset about. Like, yeah. I can understand that. There's just like, it was just one of those things where it's just like, there's no, I don't want to say no life, but it just felt like they weren't trying. They weren't pushing it hard enough. You know, they weren't, you know, like I said, when, I'm looking at the stats and then you hear like, oh, their defense can't stop the run. It's like, and that that's it. Like you can't like you're not gonna run the ball. Is that it, Getsy? And he did it again. So I don't know. I don't know how you can like defend that guy to keep his job if you're Eberflus. You know what I mean? 
But right. whatever. We'll see. We'll see. But I mean, even on the other side of the ball, it felt like Green Bay was like, hey, we're, we're, we're kind of trying to go to the playoffs, but we're also kind of not. So they, they kind of, they didn't play like they were, you know, they're ready to go either. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And that's the most frustrating thing. It's like they're keeping us, they're keeping the Bears in the game, and yet we're not striking. It's like, why? But then again, that's not, that's not been our MO all year. When right. you really look at all the wins, they, the Bears have always really taken the lead, you know, and tried to keep it as opposed to they, they really haven't come back from anything, you know. Even that first game against the, the, the even that game against the Commanders where, you know, they were in the lead the whole time. And the game before that against the Broncos, they were in the lead the whole time until they weren't and they couldn't do anything about it. Or Cleveland. Yeah, the Cleveland game. Good point. Yeah, it's like. Or in the playoffs. I know. Somehow, yeah. some way. Because freaking Joe Flacco, you know, hit the fountain of youth before he came to Cleveland. You know who he was on last year and, and before he was cut was he was on the Jets. And everyone's like, how is he on the Jets? And then cut. But then it's like probably because Aaron Rodgers is like, I don't want him in the building. Right. And all the Jets are like. Yeah, sure, whatever you want. Yeah, we're going to win the Super Bowl with you. God, I hope he breaks his other fucking leg next year. God, that would be hilarious. Rogers? Yeah. God, I, I hope somebody shoots him in the back of the head in front of his parents. His fucking parents Batman style. Sees. Like reverse Batman. His dad becomes the Batman. <laughs> he's, he's, he's such an awful person. Like, how can you root for this guy? I love how everyone's take. I love how everyone's just like, yeah, man, he's got the short end of the stick. I'm like, the guy has been nothing but successful his whole life, and he just picks every fight he can. Like, this isn't new. He's always looking for someone to argue with. He's always looking for. He's like Michael Jordan, but without all the championships and the respect. Right. It's just, I don't get it. Yeah, it, it's like. He's got to find all this newspaper headline-worthy stuff to be like, oh, well, the, my parents don't like me, and this, and it's like, Ugh, man, just smoke some weed with Cutler. Like, you know what I mean? Get over it. <laughs> or just don't exist. I mean. Right. I hope everybody keeps listening. I'm leaving this in, by the way. This is going to stay in the uh, stay in the, the recording. So That's not, This is bonus content. That's free. There's no Patreon. You this is free. You get this for nothing. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'll let you go. All right. And, uh, uh, you have a good night, and Bears fans have a good off season. We'll talk uh, to you real soon. <laughs> yeah, sure. What was that laugh? Why did I do that? <laughs> and I'm cutting you off now.